up, everybody, and welcome back to Pace the Nation, broadcasting from Studio 1A here in downtown Clarendon, in the heart of Arlington County in Arlington, Virginia. I'm your host, Chris Farley. Alongside me, as always, to my right is Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? Are you sure that we're not broadcasting from Seattle? We are not, although it has been raining all week, and I seriously am going crazy and i'm not sure we're ever going to sell shoes again because the rain is just killing me but uh i think it's supposed to be good this weekend so you know it, it it'll it'll be all right um i also want to bring in our other co-host here it's to my left william e docs docs what's up we're a weather podcast now <laughs> music some weeks weather mm-hmm. some weeks Sprinkle in some running here and there. You were playing some Dave Matthews earlier. <laughs> I was. He also has another song. Don't talk about the weather. Oh, that's right. He does. Mm-hmm. You and I are you and I are Dave Matthews fans. Joanna, D- Dave Matthews may have been before her time. Also, he's not from New Jersey. <laughs> that's true. He's from. He's from. Is he from? He's from Charlottesville. Or his he family's from South, South Africa? Africa. Okay. And he's from South Africa. Okay. But he lived in Charlottesville, he's from Virginia. Charlottesville via. Yes. South Africa. Yeah, via South Africa. And he was there when you and I were in school at the University of Virginia before he was big. That's when you were sneaking Zimas into his (laughs) concerts? That last last week's show revealed a little too much. (laughs) A little bit too much. Love the guys from Saucony, but I don't know how we started going down this road of Farley reveals. But Uh let's keep those to a dull roar today if we can. Okay. But no, to answer your question, no. There, there may have I drank a Zima once or twice and got a bad rap for it. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything proud of you, Doc. So I know he's got a follow up, but uh, well, we're, we are back, episode fifty three. Excited fifty three already? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Excited for wow. a big show today, guys. Uh, some some updates on. We had a lot happening this past week. Joanna was in New Jersey. I was in New Jersey. Doc's went with us to a uh, the Run Washington party. So we'll get into the, the Jersey Marathon. We'll get into the Run Washington party. Uh, and in the news segment where we've got an inspirational uh, elder runner that we want to talk about. Uh, also, I've got a couple of, of things that we can hand out uh, today. And I, I think Joanna may have been tipped off what they are, but... Uh, Docs doesn't know yet, so we'll let let him know what that is later. Later, well, I can here see him program. on the table now. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I've been wondering what those were this whole time, but right, now we'll, I figured it we'll, out. We'll get we'll get to that uh, later. Later, good in hiding the spot program. right in front of my face. <laughs> We're also going to sit down with Joe Schultz today. He is Pacers Running's Alexandria store manager. He also leads our training programs. Uh, the training programs that provide individual training schedules for folks who are running races this fall or any time during the year. Uh, we sat down with Joe back in episode number 12, and he told us a little about the program. And uh, we're, we're excited to be able to sit down with him again to talk more training programs or whatever else he's got going on over there at the Alexandria store. And finally, uh, Joanna's got some trivia for us. So we'll get to that. I don't know if we're going to, are we going to do a contest, Docs versus Farley. That's mm-hmm. the idea, yeah. Oh, man. What will you buy me if I beat you? I'm not buying you anything. I think you're the prohibited favorite here, Docs. What if it's all running stuff? 
Uh, okay, I could I could get you some some free Saucony gear that, I'm, <laughs> that, that I haven't given you yet. Uh, that Mark has dropped off at the. No, I meant what if the questions are all running? Oh, uh, that's true. I, I I feel like I've got a good chance. I think you have that. an you have an advantage on me if that's she's true. asking for like professional jersey numbers, right? Um, right. Running stuff, places Chris Farley has has gone. Yes, <laughs> or uh, I, I I think DC Sports as well. Although that the Caps, of course, another another big loser. Uh, we, I, I am beginning to think we're cursed here in DC. Well, it's just not a good sports town. It's just not a good sports town. I don't know. Before we get into all that, I wanted to mention though, guys, I joined Strava this week. Big news from from the Farley camp. Yeah, because we told you on Monday to join. Oh, really? Who did you tell me? Yes, guys? I was t- t- telling you about that at the party on Monday. Okay, are you guys on Strava? I am. No chance will I be on that. <laughs> okay, Docs is not. Joanna is. Why? Why won't you join Strava? Because I don't want people to see what I'm doing. That's true. Yeah, that is true. They can see everywhere you run, start where you finish, times you run, paces you run. Are you more worried about them seeing how fast or slow you're running? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, <laughs> so it's not necessarily the locations of your run, uh, but yeah, I was telling you about my friend. Chris Banks, yes, who like who joins Strava and then he just goes and and tries to beat people's records on on all these courses. Well, when you're Chris Banks and you're an incredibly talented fast runner, it may be fun. But uh, when you're Chris Farley, it might not be as fun. But I haven't quite figured it out yet. But Joanna, you seem like a veteran of Strava. Well, I use Strava because I like to see a visual representation of my mileage. Okay. So I don't, I often don't run with my Garmin, so I don't do the upload from Garmin option. I manually enter my runs. Got it. So there's no map associated. So people don't know where I started or where I finished. Mm, Okay. Yeah, but you can put all that information on your your, um, Garmin program too. Yeah, but I don't. I, I like the I like the little bubbles on Strava. Like I like to see you. You do different colors for like workouts or races or regular mm-hmm. runs. I like to. See, I just like the, I like the visual presentation on Strava. You like the bubbles, okay? Yeah, I like the bubbles. All right. Mm-hmm. Do you like bubble tea? No, I don't actually. Oh, so she doesn't like all bubbles. You like bubble baths? Uh, not really. Well, I'll look forward now to these bubbles. Now she's down on the bubbles. Well. <laughs> The Strava we were bubbles. Trending upward. Now the we're trending Strava up. bubbles seem cool. All right, and you can keep track of how many miles you've run in your shoes, which is an interesting statistic that I like to look at. I think that's actually very good. Yeah, yeah I often cool wonder thing. when did I get these shoes? How many? I, that's always a problem for me. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good point because a lot of times I'll have two hundred or four hundred miles, and I'm not sure which is which. So I run the same problem, Docs. So what do you mean you have 200 or 400 miles? Well, sometimes it's 200 or four. I don't know. It could be well, 200. Just, it could be 400. You run 200 miles at a time? No, I'm just <laughs> like, saying it could be 200. It could be 400. What's, what's leading up to this scenario where it's either 200 or 400, but nothing else? I usually have two or three pairs in the rotation. Well, it could be 250. I just said in between those. I don't know. I was just using rough numbers there. But I have two or three pairs in the rotation. So a lot of times I'll feel like maybe they're 400. Or maybe they're 200, which is a pretty big discrepancy. That's my only point, Docs. Okay. I he, was, lo- he loves to nitpick me. He loves, <laughs> nitpicking. He I, loves to nitpick. It's not nitpicking you. I just I just am a detail-oriented okay. person, so I'm just trying to fill in the gaps. Well, I think that's fair, though, because if you, if you have three or four pairs of shoes that you're running in at a time, and you figure that based on how many miles you typically run, you're going to replace them every 
like four or five months, but you might run more in one pair than in another pair. So you're not really sure if you ran 250 or if you ran like 400. See, she didn't get defensive. She just answered the okay. question. Okay. What is the most mileage you've gotten out of a pair of shoes? Um, typically, I don't run more than 350 on a pair of shoes. But okay. when the first Energy Boost came out, I wanted to see how long I could run on them. So I ran 806 miles in the first Energy wow. Boost. Wow. We don't recommend that, but that is incredible. That 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 is double the amount of If mileage. I ask why, will you get defensive? <laughs> Why, why would, why, what was so special about the energy boost that made you want to like push, push it like that? So that's when Adidas introduced boost as their midsole material. And it was different than the typical EVA foam that's in most running shoes midsoles. Um, and Adidas had a, you know, it's it supposed to feel different. It was supposed to break down differently. So I wanted to see if, if all of the claims are actually true. Mm-hmm. And that's when I fell in love with Adidas because they were. Well, I did get on Strava. I'm figuring out. I'll keep you updated. Thank you to Brian Danza for, uh, who is the president of the DC Roadrunners for uh, getting me uh, hip to hipping me to Strava. Uh, hopefully, I can get on there and and join, and I can share runs or see how much mileage we have on each other's shoes or whatever else that, that you guys do on Strava. You guys run in each other's shoes, uh, or just or we'll just uh, the the we'll just uh, trade stories about the bubbles. Really, really excited about that. All right, guys, uh, we're we're about to be joined by Joe Schultz. And do you guys remember we had him on the program on episode 12, right? Yeah, but you didn't let me participate in that one. That's right. So we this left, is the first time I'm left. actually going to be involved in a, in a uh, Joe interview. Okay. So you know Joe, though, right? Docs? I do. Okay. All right. Uh, jo- that's right. Jo- it was Joanne and I at the 14th Street Grand Opening. Yeah, when we were baking in the window. That's right. About a year ago. And the show was much worse at the time, I think. <laughs> I hope that we've gotten better. But we talked about the training program, and we're going to see how it's evolved, what's changed, what's going on in Old Town, or what's going on in... We'll ask Joe anything you want to ask. Uh, I'm sure Joe will be open to answer all questions, and he's going to be uh, next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. Now, we are excited to be joined by a former guest. And I think I said episode 12 before, guys. We were more experienced and seasoned. It was episode 15. So it was three episodes later. But we had uh, this guest on when we were at the 14th Street store. Now we have him in studio. We've tracked him down. It's Joe Schultz from Pacers Alexandria. Joe, how you doing? I'm great. How are you guys doing? We are good. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, th- uh, thanks for answering for all of us. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe I'm not good. Are you okay, Docs? Well, I'm remiss that we didn't have him on episode 51 now because then he could have been on palindrome episodes. That's that's true. Palind- we really messed this up. Mm-hmm. Pal- yeah, palindrome, a number that is the same backwards as is forwards. Well, it doesn't have to be a number. Right. Typically, it's words. Okay, so it can be like wow or mom or race car. Race car, that's a good one. Uh, well, let's bring in our guest here. <laughs> Joe, uh, we have you on here today, not to talk palindromes, believe it that's or not. That's good. I don't really have any prepared. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk to you about, uh, we're going to talk to you about the training program. So you are our uh, lead on the Pacers running training program. Uh, you're also our manager of the Alexandria Pacers running store. But 
Well, well, let me ask you about Alexandria Pacers running. What's going on there? Everything, everything good? Is there anything of note to uh, to mention? Uh, no, everything's great down in Old Town. Uh, you know, fun runs are strong. Staffs kicking butt. Uh, everything's groovy down there. Now uh, you got you guys have uh, this time of year. You have you just finished the Parkway, which was big, and you have weekly. Um, weekly port city runs tell us tell us about that so uh every monday night 7 p.m we've got a run that takes place at port city brewery right uh it's just a free fun run for whoever wants to come uh paces are going to vary we've got a few folks that might be in the seven ish minute range all the way through walk joggers 12 13 minute miles uh the course is mapped out at kind of a, a five mile out and back uh we have folks who will commonly do three miles four miles uh, we even have a handful of folks who do just one or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really just about getting out there, uh, finding some consistency in your running so that you have one day a week, at least, you know, you can get out there with some other folks, have fun, and then hang out afterwards, have a beer. We get anywhere, depending on the weather, this time of year is going to be 30 to 70 people. It really just depends wow. on what the weather's like. Now, Even in the rain, 70 people? Well, that's why I just said, Joanna, <laughs> it kind of depends on the weather. Yeah, but I think I think Joanna's asking, like, would the rain bring out more people? Uh, it would slow it down. You're probably looking yeah. at more of that 30 to the 40 30 range. range. Yeah, Joanna likes running in the I rain, know. So. Everyone, this is great weather. This I is know. the best time to be out there running. Yeah, that's oh. your opinion. <laughs> I, I, I disagree. So do you get uh, a deal on beer? How's that work? Uh, no, no deals on beer other than it's Port City and they have a lot of great beers awesome. on tap. Okay. So. What's your favorite Port City beer? Uh, when when they have it, I like the uh, Long Black Veil. It's a black IPA. Black it's awesome. IPA. Nice. Okay. All right. Well, that's Monday nights. And, of course, you got the Tuesday fun runs, 7 o'clock. Uh, you got the Thursday fun runs, 7 o'clock. And then your Saturday fun run, long run as well. Tell me about that. So the Saturday long run uh, is an organic thing that spawned uh, quite a few years ago. Uh, we had some folks who were all doing uh, Marine Corps at the same time out of the Tuesday-Thursday group. And so we all just started running together on Saturdays. And then it, we had other people asking, hey, can we jump in with this? And of course, the more the merrier. And so now it's become uh, an organized uh, run that's been going on for a while we will typically be somewhere off of the Mount Vernon Trail, usually. So, like Roosevelt Island, Gravelly Point, Dangerfield, Jones Point, um, Riverside Park are all common locations. Uh, we also will usually get into Rock Creek a couple times during the year, maybe out to Burke Lake or Wakefield Park. Mm-hmm. And and that's separate from your, your duties as the training program. So all those that we just mentioned yeah, are those, free. Those, those are all free. Uh, and we also have a Wednesday night uh, track and hill workouts that are just kind of a come and join in the run. Uh, that's not part of the training program as well. Those are all free. All right. So we actually have you on to talk mostly about uh, your, your role as the uh, program coordinator for the Pacers running training programs. So this is coaching athletes to get to a fall race. Are we talking races anywhere between 5K to marathon, anywhere all in between? Uh, it, it's really just about anything. Uh, mm-hmm. Really, the only, the only thing you have to have to sign up is some sort of goal, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we've had folks who want to train for their first 10 mile or their first marathon, their first 5k. We've got folks who 
just simply want to get on a consistent running schedule. We have folks who are looking to lose weight. We have folks who just want to be able to get from a run walk to just running. And so it, it really just depends. Uh, the, the schedule is going to be built on what they tell us they're trying to accomplish. So talk us through, like, the, 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 if, if I'm new to running, um, probably fairly intimidated, you know, by a, a coach program. Uh, talk us through, like, what my week would look like. Well, uh, an average week. Uh, so first, when you sign up, you're going to answer some questions for me so mm-hmm. that you can tell me kind of what you're after, what you're doing currently, what your goals are, right? Uh, based on that, I will will generate a schedule for you, right, uh, based on how many times you're running in the week already, or if you're just looking to get started, which usually three to four runs a week for some folks will do it. It's just a couple depending on what their baseline is. Uh, but you'll have a couple runs during the week that you can do on your own. You can join into your local Pacer fun run group, uh, mm-hmm. however you like. Uh, Wednesday nights are the, the coached session, right? Where you'll be at the track or you'll be at the hill workout. Uh, with your coach there to answer questions, to give you pointers, to show you how to go about doing things, make sure you're staying on pace, help you with form, all of that sort of thing. Um, those, we, the reason we picked Wednesday nights uh, is to have something in the middle of the week to kind of gather folks around, but also give the coaches uh, an opportunity to be able to see everyone kind of in a single space, right? Because you know, you're all runners, you know, you can't necessarily go out on a five mile run with someone, uh, and then try to coach right. through different folks, like jumping between groups and right. paces and everything. So this is that opportunity to have a little bit more hands on, uh, the rest of the week. If you've got a long run in there, then again, you can do that on your own, or you can come join the, one of the long run groups. Uh, and we certainly encourage you, uh, encourage folks to go do that, uh, past that, you know, you've got questions, you can email your coach or you can post them straight to the schedule. Uh, it's a Google Docs uh, spreadsheet. And so you can post everything right to the schedule and the coach will be able to see that and answer questions there as well. If I'm not qual- trying to qualify for the Boston Marathon or I'm not, or I'm new to running, do you think this uh, Wednesday workout is appropriate for me? Absolutely. Um, just because you're not trying to uh, set the world on fire with, with right. your pace doesn't mean that you can't gain something from coming to a track workout or a hill workout, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the easiest ways to get started uh, is to go out and you're not pushing pace, but go out to the track and you're just focusing on laps, right? For a lot of folks, it's easier to just think about breaking down. I just need to get around this one time and then I have a rest, right? right? And then I have to go around again. Uh, Then try to wrap their head around, I have to go out for a mile. If you tell someone to do four laps, they can look at that and go, well, that doesn't sound too bad. But if you tell them go run a mile... Yep. Sometimes that's a little intimidating, right. right? And so this is a way to also get people to, to think about what they're doing in more of a bite-sized chunks, right? And show them that they can do it. No doubt. It's awesome to break up your training with – because I, I agree. I believe big time in the track workouts. You said the step one, the first thing that they do, they, they're going to answer some questions. What kind of questions do you ask them? Uh, well, we have a questionnaire set up, and really it's uh, – you know, asking, first of all, you know, name, age, uh, you know, kind of where are you coming from with your running background? Uh, so, you know, what are you doing doing currently? Are you doing any running? If not, are you doing anything else? Uh, trying to understand, uh, you know, what your goal is. For some people, that's a race. For some people, that's a distance. Uh, for some people, it's, you know, I, I just want to be able to run for 15 minutes without having to stop to take a break to do something else. Um, 
from there, uh, I have questions on there. If you're currently running, what days of the week do you run? What time do you run? What are common distances? What are common paces that you run? Right. So, so basically, it's, you're asking questions, but it's, it's nothing that should be intimidating either. It's nothing at all that's intimidating. Yeah. And, and towards the end, I like to have some fun with it because uh, I have a couple questions on there. Like, if running were a color, what color would it be? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. All right. Um, let's answer that question, Joanna. What color? Green. Docs. If running were a color, what color would it be? Um, I don't know. <laughs> All right, we'll come so back. So what, what does that tell you about our psyche? We'll come back to him. Well, I'm not a psychologist, so I can't <laughs> say for sure. But it, it's just interesting to see uh, a lot of people respond with uh, greens and blues. Mm. Uh, I've gotten a few reds. Uh, one person said red because it just makes me so angry. Right. <laughs> um, Green, I feel like, is go and good. I think it's that's, also that's, grass and trees. Yeah, and, and, and red, I would think. Yeah, it's stop and bad. So, or it could be a, it could be a track. It could be a red track. That could be. Yeah. What what is? I don't know what Docs has. We're not sure about him. I don't know. It's it means that it's uh, that that I have a very complicated psyche, <laughs> and that's true. And a complicated running mm-hmm. yeah. uh, relationship with running too. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't describe it with just one color. That's the problem. Okay. All right. What are your other fun questions? <laughs> well, that's that's the first one. Uh, the other one I have down towards the bottom is uh, on a scale of one to ten, uh, how excited are you about you know starting this? And I guess it, actually it's a scale of one to five, and I give you know you know thoughts on that. So one right. of them you can pick is like you know uh, nervous but excited, like the first day of school or things like that. It, I just want to get a little bit of personality personality out of people, and I want folks to understand that you know it's it's a fun thing. Right. You know, this is not like signing up for some sort of boot camp. You know, it's going to be a challenge, but we're there to have fun with you and show you that running can be a fun thing. That is actually one of the things I get on the questionnaires a lot. People respond with, I've got friends who do this and they love it and I have no idea why. Can you help me figure out why this is fun? Right. I I would think Joanna would be fun and she would enjoy it. Docs would be like, I have no idea why people think this is fun. Wrong. No? And both these guys... You're just being mean today. both, Both these guys are kind of loners when they run, which is... I like the workout with a group dynamic. Now, I may be putting words in your mouth. Do you do track workouts by yourself or do you do them with people? Yeah, now I now I do all my running by myself. By yourself? Yeah. And Joanna sort of the same way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you guys need to be part of this program because I agree. <laughs> like these Wednesday workouts, I couldn't do them without uh, – you know, without some structure or a coach there. And a coach is there every Wednesday, right? Absolutely. So how many coaches do you have? Uh, depends on the location. Uh, right now in Alexandria, I've got, including myself, there's three of us. Wow. Uh, in Clarendon, we've got uh, Chris Daggett. Uh, in uh, D.C., we got Steve Lyko. And then out in Fairfax, we have Doug Ricketts. So you mentioned these uh, the, the Google Docs. And are you sharing information about these workouts on the google docs are you seeing athletes that doug's coaching out in fairfax and what they're doing and commenting on it how does that work i typically don't comment on okay them, um unless i'm being asked specifically by either the coach or the runner to have some input um the schedule gets sent out it's shared with the coach with the runner uh and then i can see all of it right so i can see what's going on 
Um, but I don't get involved unless I'm asked to, and right. I've never asked to. Right. Right. Um, right. These coaches got it. They're like, yeah. Joe, I know you're the coordinator, but I got this. Yeah. And that's one of the things too, when I send it out, I make sure that the, you know, they understand the coach out there is their, their touchstone. So, right. So I know there's been a number of successes through this program and you've got a lot of folks who probably just finished up spring races and folks who are now training for fall races or excited to get back into your training program after the spring and going into the fall. And can you tell us maybe a couple success stories that you've had over the last couple of years? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, following up on one from the last time I was on, uh, that person, uh, went on to, uh, set. So she originally signed up trying to, you know, qualify for Boston mm-hmm. at her first marathon, uh, which she did uh, with some some room left. That's serious. Yeah, yeah. that's her, awesome. That, her yeah. first marathon qualifying. She, she 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 jumped in uh, wow. and went hardcore after. Yeah. Um, and then she was aiming for uh, a half marathon PR. She got that. She got a 10k PR. Um, she set a new bar for herself at her uh, Chicago last year uh, for her marathon. Um, and so she, she was just going through and kicking butt. And then, uh, at Boston, uh, this, this past, well, last month, um, she requalified again. So wow. she's, she's doing very well. She's, she's taking a little time off now cause she had a, a fairly intense year. Cause, oh, in the Boston race, yeah. you need mm-hmm. some time off. If, yeah. if I can uh, throw in there, uh, she, just to give a sense of how tough, uh, this person is, uh, she had injured her hamstring leading up to Chicago, but just went to see a PT and did some stuff to kind of deal with it. And, uh, after Chicago, she went to go see our friend, uh, Ben Kittredge. Yes. And, uh, had him take a look at it. And turns out she actually had torn her hamstring. Wow. And she ran a three eighteen. Wow. On a torn hamstring. On a torn hamstring. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. She's tough. You don't have to be that tough to join the program though. <laughs> no. That is ridiculous. No. Has she PR'd in like all the, uh, different She's events? She's PR'd in, just about everything. Wow. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Uh, but, you know, it's, she's, she's one story. Uh, and she's been with us now since the, the first go-around. Um, but we've also got folks, you know, to, to maybe not be so specific, we've got folks who, you know, we've gotten to find that fun with running where they've just, you know, hey, I can run a 5K now without, you know, having to walk. Uh, or uh, some of the folks that I coach on Wednesday mornings, uh I've got folks who are doing however many races they can cram into right. a year and are just racing to do races, not necessarily yeah. to go for time. Has but, any of them ever beat Joanna's record for races in one year? That's true. I hold a world record mm-hmm. how many races doing every year? single Pacers events race. Yes. Right. He may have some contenders I, I in that. Yeah, yeah. We, well, we'll, we'll I, get that, but we re- don't want to hear about it. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but if I remember the deal correctly, I think they get a free pair of shoes. They do if they do every single Pacers race. So follow up on that because Joanna two years ago did every single Pacers. Yeah, no, race, I remember that. that except for when there was a double race, she didn't necessarily do the five k of the Parkway well, and the ten miler. Yeah, that's the only race that I couldn't because the start times times are the same. Yeah, yeah, but. Well, you may have some folks then. Wow. Well, the, I did promise once upon a time a free pair of shoes on the for show? anybody who did it. I think I did, yeah. Well, he announced it to the crowd at the Fairfax uh, Four Miler. I did. I did. I can't believe you remember that. <laughs> and repeated it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but 
But back to Joe's story here about uh, your you were talking about your Wednesday morning group. Yeah, um, that's uh, that's a group of ladies that uh, are they're impressive. Uh, they're they're super committed. Uh, one of them is trying to knock out, you know, actually more than one of them is trying to knock out, uh, the, all 50 states. Um, I had one who, what's that mean? A marathon in all 50 states? A marathon in each state. Wow. And trying to knock them out at a a certain number a year. Uh, so they're, they're going through it at an impressive clip. Um, had one who went from kind of doing that to taking a break from that and decided, well, I'm going to take a break from the marathons by doing some 50 Ks. Wow. Uh, what a break! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just break. Uh, some just went and did uh, the Trail Ragnar event down in Richmond this last weekend. Uh, had some fun out there. Uh, there, there are some also very tough ladies. Well, it sounds like not only do you get in shape, but you build or you're, you're around a, a great community and build some serious, cool friendships. I'd say that's the case, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the things with with getting people out there is getting them to understand that, you know, running doesn't have to be solitary. It can be if you want it to be, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be, right? And there's a lot <laughs> of other people out there running. And, Interesting. Take uh, notes, guys. Here, come yeah. on. Yeah. So, you know, it can, it can be a lot of fun to get out there and have some folks to knock out that mileage with, and it makes it go by a whole lot faster. Um, and so we encourage everyone who signs up in the program to do as many runs as they can with the, the fun run groups because – even if they don't continue to sign up for the program, you know, session after session, we want them to continue to come out and run with us and be part of that community. And how long are sessions? Uh, we've got a variety of different sessions. If you go to runpacers.com slash training, uh, you'll see that there are nine, uh, nine, 12, 18, 24. And if you really want to do it, there's a 52 week program. Um, but there's also going to be a new chunk coming out, uh, in the next couple of weeks on the website geared towards specifically uh, Marine Corps Marathon. Uh, and that's going to be a little bit different setup. It's not going to be quite as personalized, uh, but you're still going to have access to the, the Wednesday night workouts. It's going to be a little bit different price point uh, for the folks who maybe don't want such personalized attention, but still want to get out there and have uh, some structure to work with. And like you said, you can find it at runpacers.com backslash training. Nine weeks is 130 bucks. 12 weeks, 160. 18 weeks, 190. 24 weeks, 220. And you can do the whole 52 weeks for only 450 bucks. So a pretty good deal uh, for some personalized coaching. Any reason why they're all divisible by three? Are uh, they divisible by three? Oh, oh, the weeks are. Yeah. Does 52 go into what's three divided by 52? Just answer the question. We don't have time <laughs> uh, for this math. Uh, the reason is because uh, for a lot of, at least what I'm building out in marathons specifically, uh, a lot of the schedules break down into three-week cycles. And so just in terms of how I build things out and the way we tend to kind of look at the schedule making, that kind of worked out as a good way for us to look at it. Um, for the record, 52 is not divisible evenly by three. Docs, I know you knew that. That's why he <laughs> cut me off. That's why he cut me off. He didn't want me because I was doing that math and I'm thinking, I don't think that's right. I think it would be 54. Um, well, I like how you had to go to your stupid calculator to figure it out. <laughs> I know. It's like rudimentary early math. But it does make sense that, yeah, three-week 
three-week cycles. Uh, are you seeing a lot of people who do the nine to 12-week programs and then come back and sign up for longer sessions? I've, I've seen it go both ways. I've had folks who've done uh, nine weeks and come back for something longer. I've had folks who've done the 24-week and then come back. It's like, I just want to polish up for this 10-miler, and so they sign up for nine. Uh, I had somebody who did uh, 24 and then a nine and then another 24 it really just depends on the person, kind of what they've got going on for their schedule. All right, Joe, I just joined Strava, and we were talking about that before we had you on. I don't quite get it yet. Maybe we got to get his boy, uh, DC Rainmaker, to explain. But uh, I'm sure Ray would be happy to do that. I'm sure he could. He's a former Alexander fun runner. Yeah. He's the one. Joe actually hooked us up with DC Rainmaker, one of our best downloaded shows, by the way. Yeah. Well, yeah, Ray's got. You know, Ray's got a following. He's got a super fans. There's a lot of people. It's it's fun talking to yeah. him. He gets stopped at airports. His yeah. wife gets stopped at airports. He, yeah, and we were connected through the Alexandria Fun Run. So thank you for that, Joe. But I was going to ask Strava, Garmin Connect, do you have your athletes on any of these platforms? Well, uh, we certainly encourage folks to, uh, you know, record and measure everything. Most of them use uh, Garmin, so they're going to put everything up through Garmin Connect. Um we don't necessarily uh, look at that information particularly. We don't, right. you know, look at their Garmin Connect uh, page, right? Uh, but we do uh, look at the distances and all the information that they provide. Um, that is something that I want to get going. Uh, create this this more inclusive group so that people can see, oh, hey, there's other folks that are also doing these distances, maybe at one of the other locations, and start to get a little bit larger feeling of the larger community as opposed to the small pocket uh, around each store. Awesome. Well, it's runpacers.com backslash training. Uh, Joe Schultz is the program coordinator. You can also see him daily at the Alexandria Running, Alexandria Pacers Running Store. Uh, and I'm going to get you out of here on this, Joe. What color do you associate running with? Um, well, that's a really good question since I put that on the yeah, question. Yeah, taking too long to think. I know. I, I, I would imagine you would have it. Well, my go-to is plaid. Plaid? Yeah. <laughs> is plaid a color? It can be. Did you get some of those um, Boston shoes? Is that why? No. No, I did not. Yeah, get oh, those, those, the Boston Adrenalines had the, the plaid uh, colors on them. Yeah. Or the Nantucket shoes. Yeah, mm-hmm. we talked about those a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we got to get them a pair. Maybe if Mike gone or some of the folks at Brooks are listening here, we got to get Joe. He's a nine and a half, I think. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, nine and a half, uh, just like my buddy here, Docs, is. Uh, both nine and a halves. Uh, well, plaid, I guess that works. I don't know what that so, says about your running. So the reason for plaid okay. is because there are, different runs are going to have different effects, different feelings, right? right? So a track workout may not necessarily be serene for me, right? right. It's going to be a little bit harder. Right. Uh, but, you know, going out nice, easy five-miler, it's going to be a little bit more relaxed. And the long run can start relaxed. It might go a little more aggressive. It kind of depends. So there's a lot of things, right? So it's this nice tapestry. So it's plaid. You know what? Plaid's of course my... the architect would answer I that know. way. <laughs> I know. Plaid's my color, too. I like that answer. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me that you're copying off the... Uh, the, the pla- uh, plagiarism. It's, uh, it's one of my great qualities. All right, Joe. Thanks again for joining us here on Pace the Nation. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. That's Joe Schultz, program coordinator for the Pacers Running Training Programs. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this.
Welcome back to the program. Thanks again to Joe Schultz for joining us today in studio. Gave us some great insights about the Pacers running training programs. Also, a little information about the Pacers running Alexandria store. Uh, all the fun runs and free runs they have going on there. Uh, he does a great job for us. He's been with us for, I'd say, I think we covered this back in episode 15, but seven to eight years now. And uh, and he started as a fun runner, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, just as a fun runner. He's he's our most tenured manager. And you know, take that, Joanna. For now, you know who's second? Joanna. Joanna. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Frank's kind of right there, but I don't know. It's hard. Actually, to... Frank is. He's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's Frank then Joanna. <laughs> right. So take that again, Joanna. So Joanna's uh, third. I just can't win today. Uh-huh. Can't. But uh, thanks to Joe. For, for joining us, and again, if you want to check out those training programs, it's runpacers.com backslash training, and you can find out all the information about his uh, his training programs, and get signed up. I'm looking at you two guys. Uh-huh. Farley, I'm going to save some battery life on your phone. Okay. If the sum of the numbers in the number is 3, 6, or 9, it's divisible by 3. Is the, the sum of the number. So if mm-hmm. 52... Mm-hmm. What's the sum of those numbers? Seven. Mm-hmm. So if Is that a three, a seven, or a nine? Three, six, or a nine? No. <laughs> yeah, but I asked if it was a three, a seven, or a nine. It is a seven, yes. <laughs> yeah. Always trying to throw me off the scent. That's uh-huh. a nice little trick. Yeah. Uh, does that help you when you're trying to tip at the end of the night? No. No? Okay. Because I'm well, always did- looking for little... Uh, if tricks you, to do that. If you want to learn what five percent of the bill is, there's a real easy <laughs> trick. <laughs> Doc's the best tipper away, out there. I'm giving away my favorite joke. I love to always ask that. Uh, what's five percent of? I'm all, I love to ask that. It's it's like, you know, it, that's my dad joke. That's that's never going to get old. I think it's funny till the end of the day. Yeah, that is that is kind of funny. If if you were sitting there at the, let's say for instance we we're at the Run Washington party, mm-hmm. and the bill comes, right? Do you say it in front of the server, or do you say it in front of just uh, you, the group of people you're with? You can. I, I don't normally say it in front of the. I, I I like to see what the reaction is of the people that you're with. So <laughs> I, I think it's more funny to get the reaction out of the people you're with, not to torture the the server. So if it was a hundred dollar bill and you and you say, I'd be like, hey, what? So what's what's a hundred? What's five percent of a hundred dollars? It's kind of funny. Uh, I'm not but sure if, if I did my math right. Of course, Docs would uh, never be a cheap tipper. No, it's never. only a joke. It's not a only way of a life. Joke. Only a joke. But we had a uh, great time there at the Run Washington Party. It started, uh, this was past this past Monday, and it, it's, it was a little dicey beginning for me, me and uh, one of my co-hosts here, uh, William Docks. It was the first podcast event that I was the first person to. Yeah, that's, that's true. Spoiler. Yeah, well, you were there because uh, Docks was on time. To, he was picking me up and taking me down downtown uh to we met on 14th street at birch and barley and docs comes over to my house about six o'clock event maybe, starts at six thirty, maybe a little earlier actually i was there earlier because I, I wanted a wardrobe check yeah wardrobe check he looked great you could see a picture of him mm-hmm. uh on our podcast uh twitter feed at pace the nation of course it's probably been about 17 years since i've been that concerned about what i was wearing <laughs> so 
he comes over and I said, man, yeah, no, that's, that's great. Cause he was kind of juggling between a tuxedo or just a more casual. I, I, I did chicken out on the tuxedo. Yeah. He chickened out on the tuxedo. Yeah. I think what you went with was, was perfect. But, uh, so he comes over probably, yeah, five forty five five thirty even. So plenty of time to get there for the six thirty start. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julia had left, and she had let the cat out. So I've talked about London the dog on the program many times before, uh, but I haven't talked about Pino, our cat. So he doesn't go out often, but uh, when he does go out, he likes to Drink stay Drink Dos Equis. <laughs> he likes to stay out, and he really comes back on his own schedule. I figured he'd be back, and you know he was out for an hour and a half. I figured he'd be back, and so I kept checking, kept checking, he wasn't back. He wasn't back at 5.30. He wasn't back at 5.45. Wasn't back at 6. And at this point, I start patrolling the neighborhood looking for this freaking cat. Yeah, but if, if I may. Yes. Um, how, much, how much of the, the, the patrol were you staring at your cell phone at the um, beginning? At the beginning. At the beginning, I wasn't too concerned because I thought the cat yeah. would be there. This I, is just so funny to me. Why would you think the cat would like show up at like five fifteen? Well, like, I, I I don't know. Maybe 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 he did show up five fifteen, and I wasn't <laughs> wasn't aware, and then probably went and he- hid out in the woods. Yeah, uh, but this this is my point. I was getting frustrated because you were walking up and down the street looking at your phone. <laughs> I was like, you might step on the cat and not even know. Right. We gotta go. Yeah, that's true. There was some validity to that sorry about that docs good point <laughs> but uh, i just figured the cat would show up so i wasn't really worried and then it got about six ten. i was starting to get worried so i had a bag of cat treats that are called temptations in my hand so I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm shaking them and then i'm whistling does that ever work yeah. I, I saw you doing that i was like i well, assume i assume by what you're doing that this is something that might work I, I think it's worked in the past. I uh-huh. think so. But uh, that day, it certainly didn't work. I second that. <laughs> so we're Doc starts helping me, too, by 6.15. We're walking around the neighborhood. I'm shaking the temptations. We're both dressed to go to a you know fairly semi-formal event, you know, formal for us. You know, we... we Isn't that like semi-formal? We used to wear a tie. Yeah, well, we didn't have ties on, but I'd uh-huh. say formal in the Pacers running world. We were not wearing running clothes. Right, exactly. That's what you're getting at. And it's starting to rain, so I'm worried, all right, I can't leave the cat outside. Julie's not going to be back till 9. I don't want to leave the cat outside in the in the rain until 9. Mm-hmm. And the cat's already spooked enough not to come to the door because he's always worried that the dog's going to be there. And I mean, I think this is a really spoiled cat. Yeah, well, it w- it was until the dog came along, and now he's relegated to the upstairs. Yeah, that that's the other thing is you have the front door open, and then there's just glass there, right? And your hyperactive dog, dog yeah, is barking and and throwing itself at the glass at the glass quite, door. Quite right. quite frankly, one of these times, your dog is going to go through <laughs> the, the 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 plate glass window. Yes, of the door. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that happening. I thought that was going to happen this this night. Mm-hmm. I have to say, through it all, Docs was extremely patient in helping with the dog, like letting the dog in and out the uh-huh. back door. The dog's freaking out that we're running in and out of the house. He's very helpful. He's allergic to cats, so that was another uh-huh. concern of mine. So I'm like, yeah. he can't really help corral the cat. Correct. Uh, so finally, 
after all this, about 625, I see the cat in the neighbor's yard. And he's hiding underneath this pile of garbage. And mm-hmm. and a in the neighbor's yard. In the neighbor's yard. I mean, it's yeah. uh, you know, it's 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 a wood pile. <laughs> it's it's a wood pile. I mean, it's it's there's a wheelbarrow. There's a is it wheelbarrow or wheelbarrow? I think it's wheelbarrow. It's a barrel. It's a wheelbarrow. <laughs> barrow. It's like a barrel of wheels. Okay, so it's a barrow. So underneath the wheelbarrow, the cat finally found the spot to hide underneath the wheelbarrow. Uh-huh. It's a good spot. Yeah, well, it was raining, so I don't, I don't blame the cat. So we, I see the cat. Docs identifies it from the other, uh, other side. I see him from one side, and there's, it's a fenced yard. I don't really know these neighbors, so I can't go <laughs> knock on their door. Uh, and I've just insulted them, saying they've got a trash pile in front well, of. Well, they're their, probably not listening. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> but so I, I. I, I get to their fence and I said, well, I don't know what to do. And, he, and Doc says, well, why don't you climb the, just hop <laughs> over the fence. And I said, okay, that's a good point. Meanwhile, I'm in dress pants. You're like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, go get your damn cat. That's <laughs> what you can do. And in a pressed shirt. So I, shaking the temptations in this pressed shirt. If you're just joining us, temptations is not a Motown group. <laughs> it's a, it's a cat treat. Right. So, Somebody might have just jumped right, in right now and been point. like, what was he doing to the Temptations? He was shaking them? Good, good, good They're point. They're old. So, I, or I scale the fence. It wasn't, it wasn't a super high fence or very difficult to scale. I get on, uh, to the cat, but I can't reach through the wheelbarrow and the pile of wood and the shovel and all these things that, mm-hmm. that are in the way. Barrel of wheels. So I reach and push the cat out of the, other side. the pile push it out the other side so finally and i'm like army crawling underneath this car afterwards you know we're wearing these nice clothes i got a big mud stain on my my nicely pressed shirt the got mud on your face you're a big <laughs> disgrace so i crawl underneath the car and i grab the cat's tail oh and he God. screams but i'm like i'm not letting go pull the cat to me corral the cat bring them inside, and we leave about 6.30. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, catch a tiger by its <laughs> tail. What I love about this story is that it has, like, all the drama and urgency of, like, a police manhunt yes. for a cat. For a cat, yeah, like, I know. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. So they, when you saw the cat, it was under this wheelbarrow. Right. Is there any reason to believe that the cat could have survived under the wheelbarrow until 9 p.m. when you guys got home? Farley was not worried about the cat. He was worried about Julie. <laughs> Let's be honest. That's very true. That's a great call because I was worried she's going to be yeah. If Julie was not going to come home... And uh, kill him for this. That cat would have been overnight under the wheelbarrow. No problem. Some do that, actually. This guy has known me for 20-some years. Uh, I think there's some truth to that. The cat would have survived. He would have been fine. He probably needed to learn a lesson for, for not coming when I yeah, that shook, learn the, shook the temptations yeah. out there. Yeah, because cats are really good at, at recalling like right. that. Yeah. That's true. Now the cat. Now the cat's like, dude. Uh, when I hear the temptation shaking, I got twenty five more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a little drama. Till we. That's why we were late. But we get to the run Washington party. A really great time. We did not have the category of best running podcast. No, but I have a great idea. Okay, go ahead. I'm gonna start three more running podcasts. <laughs> They're gonna come out like once every six months. Right. 
uh, and they're going to be terrible. Right. That's a good, good yeah. idea. So, there so will be now some we competition. have competition, yeah. If we lose to one of those, then that's going to be a sad day Every, for Pace the Nation. But Doc still yeah, wins. Yeah, but I'll still <laughs> win. So <laughs> everything will come up aces for me. That's true. Uh, so a lot of fans out there uh, at the Run Washington party as well. So it's been great to touch the people uh, these last few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> what, touch the people? Yeah. Uh, we are out. Yeah. It's like no. a school of rock joke. <laughs> Is it? All right. Yeah. yeah. It was good to see some folks out there, include uh, including uh, former guest uh dixon mercer charlie ban andrea r was there and again i go through my list and i probably yeah, don't do half, that. Half yeah. The people. i thought we'd learned the lesson already that kathy that, uh, dolby when you ex- heather, when you make lists people get excluded. heather jeff and eva eva who made us cookies delicious cookies thank you eva uh heather jeff who i failed to mention last last time mm-hmm. carrie allen carrie allen was there i think that's the exact reason why you don't name names. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I'll leave half the other. Yeah, if we out. ever, if Farley ever excludes you from a list, yeah, it doesn't exactly. mean anything. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, it does. Just nothing about you. <laughs> it's more about his using the calculator to find out if fifty-two is divisible by three. Correct. But it was a great night. So uh, enjoyed the Run Washington party. Uh, you can see a picture of the three hosts uh, and Joanna making a funny face at Pace the Nation. Are you happy that that one made the? Uh, I love that picture. <laughs> it is a great. It's a great picture of us. Next, uh, next time we have a get together, I mentioned from the top we uh, had an additional giveaway, and we now officially have Pace the Nation magnets, mm-hmm. which was funny that somebody tweeted in this week and asked if we should if we had magnets, and the answer was no at the time. But I was in the process of getting some Pace the Nation magnets. So we do have those. Joanna, what would Annie Hughes say about these? They're so tiny. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to those accents and more on uh, the edition of Tweets of the Week, our extra segment of Pace the Nation. So I have some feedback on the, the Run Washington party. Okay. Okay. Um, next year, I'm going to help Charlie out on this. And, okay, and good. Elise good. And, and uh like next year, I want it to be more like the the Oscars. Okay, and we're gonna put big screen TVs around Charlie, uh, and then cameras with a close up picture of all the candidates <laughs> that have been nominated. That's a great and, idea. And then uh, we'll we'll have a third party, you know, like Price Waterhouse or something like that. Uh, they will do the counting of the ballot so charlie won't know right and guest presenters and, and everything i mean it's going to be just like the oscars maybe actually it'll be more like um the golden globes because they'll be drinking yeah well, there's I, no drinking at the oscars no oh you have to drink out of out of like a flask i didn't know that mm, you drink after you drink at the the after parties but it, like the golden globes you just get hammered during the presentation oh really so then the speeches are slurred uh but <laughs> right. at the oscars everything's very elegant mm. Well, I think that's a good idea because we can see the reaction of the winners and the uh-huh. losers. Yeah, that's a that's and, a really good idea. And the thing about like the Oscars or the Golden Globes, these are trained professionals that have to act like they're um, okay with losing, graceful with right, losing. Right. But this will be th- at this event. You'll have like Farley will be like right. <laughs> upset that breaking that, a ruler or whatever you know whatever that, he's got in his hand or crushing a glass <laughs> that the Clarendon store didn't win store of the year. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. So that that was one idea. Then another idea is is uh, more frequent appetizers. Okay. Well, mm, you would yeah. have probably been able to share those ideas if we had been there on time or early uh-huh. 
But uh, oh, I shared them anyway. Oh, you did. <laughs> okay, uh, good. Yeah, and they the the food that they had at this place was delicious. My favorite thing was the uh, fried mushrooms. Yeah, those were good. Those were really good. I didn't even see those. I liked the mm-hmm. pizza too. Pizza was pretty good. Yeah. 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 So uh, thanks to Run Washington, uh, Charlie Band, Kathy Dalby, of course, for making that happen. Uh, a great night that we had there on Monday. And I heard it has to be somewhere else next year because they only tipped them 5%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Additionally, we were on the move. Well, two-thirds of the podcast was on the move. And in New Jersey this past week, uh, Joanne and I up at the Jersey Marathon. Mm-hmm. And you worked the expo on Friday. Sa- Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. And uh, I worked the expo and worked the race. Uh, I had a question from Charlie Band. We were asking, We were just talking about Charlie Band. How were the bag security lines? And you know what? No problems. Oh, I forgot all about that. No That's problems right. at all. You know, we mentioned this uh, on the program. This was this a month was like ago. a thirty-minute dilemma segment. Yeah, yeah, and and people brought in their clear plastic bags, and there were no security lines, no issues. Although it was raining, mm-hmm. so there was less people, unfortunately, at the. Uh, the marathon, half marathon after party, but uh, no issue. So maybe the masses heard us talk about it on the mm-hmm. show and they were prepared for their clear backs. But uh, I don't know. Other than that, the, 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 in, addition to, in addition to that, I should say, the marathon went really well. Um, we uh, enjoyed our first uh, opportunity to put on a marathon and half marathon there in New Jersey. And people's feedback was fantastic. Uh, let us know if you ran it. If you ran it, tweet us at Pace the Nation. What did you think? Because uh, from uh, most accounts of people I talked to, it went really well. So we look forward to uh, continuing to produce that, uh, that marathon and doing great things there next year. All right. And, of course, this podcast is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area D.C. locations. Pacers Running is for every run. We also have a location in Princeton, New Jersey. We were up in uh, the New Jersey area last week. We just talked about it. Joanne, how was your camping trip up there after the marathon? It was very wet. Wet. Mm-hmm. I know. It just Seattle up in New Jersey, Seattle here. I, I mean, this is it's just depressing. I think it's great. I don't care if I ever no, see the awful. sun again. It's awful. I don't know if you've checked out Run Washington's Instagram. We've got Charlie running through a huge puddle on Haynes Point. Another huge puddle that he's got uh, on Instagram in uh, Rock Creek Park. It's just... It's, well, I think Haynes Point's closed. Is it? Yeah, because it's flooded. Just like Noah's Ark out there. Better start collecting those animals. <laughs> two by two, start now. Oh, my Lord. If it takes as long as it took him to find his cat, <laughs> this is going to be forever. All right, this week in the news, all the news that's relevant to the hosts that's running related. This week, are millennials ruining running? They ruin everything, don't they? <laughs> Answer that. for Joanna, you're a millennial. Am I? Can you speak for all millennials out there? I don't think they want me as their spokesperson. <laughs> well, this article from... The Wall Street Journal this week suggests that possibly millennials are 
ruining running. Oh, because they ended the running boom? They ended the running boom, exactly. Well, that's what that article says, but I think that I found an article a while ago that says that millennials are into running. Yeah, you can probably find whatever sides of the story. The great thing about the internet is you can find an article that proves whatever point you're trying to make. That's true. Um, I also think that the article specifically that Farley is talking about references how millennials are not running races. Yeah. In the numbers that previous generations have run races in. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that it's that they're not running, but it's that maybe that they're not competing. Right. Well, the running USA CEO said after so many years of growth, a flattening or right sizing of event participation was inevitable. Higher security costs, permit fees for staging events has driven up entry prices, which Rich Harbanger, who is the Running USA CEO, says could affect the younger runners, especially the millennials. Once these millennials start their families and hit their professional stride in terms of earning potential, they'll be coming back to the sport, he said. So do you agree with that? Maybe once they hit their earning potential stride, as he said? Uh, I don't know that I agree with that either. <laughs> All right. So you just don't agree with that. That's fine. Uh, it was an interesting article, though. It's Wall Street Journal. Uh, the article. They had some really odd statistics in there. Um, I guess they had done a poll at some point where I think one of the statistics was uh, X number of people or percentage of people have run once in the past year. Yeah. I, like, what I, did you run for a bus? Were you going for a run? Like, that's not a ver- like, how is that helpful to the conversation? Yeah, that's a, that's a good good point. But millennials are really into sabermetrics. <laughs> I think you can. <laughs> I think it's worth checking out. It's uh, in the Wall Street Journal. It's how millennials ended the running boom is the name of the article. Can I ask you guys a a, a conspiracy type question? Sure. So, how often do you think that articles like this affect people's behavior? Like, do you think millennials read this and they're like, "Oh, I don't like." I, I don't. No, I don't think it affects them at all. I think it's just somebody's going after. I don't know. It's like clickbait. Everything's clickbait or to get comments mm-hmm. or interaction on their uh, comments section of the Wall Street Journal. You mean like uh, what is Kate Upton wearing this week? Right. Mm-hmm. That's clickbait. Yeah. yeah. Click- oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joanna, well, is that this- what you click on? No, I see this. I, like it's, it's all the time at the end of like these sports articles. Right. Um, I think, Joanna, it's, it's just like the inception. Uh, and I think it works with, with people, especially millennials like yourself. Uh, who drop your phone into ice baths uh, <laughs> through inception. I, I think that this yeah. also would work as well. So we just need to get the media to report that, that people are running more. Mm-hmm. That's true. So who do you know in the media? Let's get them on it. We are uh, the the media partner for the uh, <laughs> That's true. For, the, for the beer mile. So I guess we are in the media. Yeah. So have you guys heard about how millennials are running more? They're really into running. They are. Yeah. Millennials uh, love the running. They do. Also, this week in the news, uh, I wanted to talk about this event and specifically uh, one of the guests who's coming in for this book club that Pacers Running is putting on this summer. It's Mm going to be in Pacers Navy Yard, and we're going to have Susie Favor Hamilton coming in town. So I thought that was newsworthy. Mm -hmm. Susie Favor Hamilton was the best runner when I was in school. Yes. I... Regretted saying that as soon as I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Finally figured out how old Docs is. Wow. Well, she uh, wrote a book called Fast Girl, A Life Spent Running from Madness, and she will be at the Pacers Running 
Navy Yard store Sunday, July 17th to talk about the book and do what we're going to call Summer Runners Book Club. Uh, so she's got a really interesting story. I don't know if you guys have read the book, but uh, it deals with her ups and downs with running, mental illness, and her moving to Las Vegas. She became a sought-after high-end escort out in Las Vegas. So it's a really riveting book. Uh, I'm just getting into it now. And it's, it's you know, it is, the story is mental illness and her struggles. And she's going to be in town July 17th. And I think that's a, a can't-miss event. You can sign up for that on the Run Pacers uh, website, uh, backslash book club. Which, which day, July 17th? July 17th. That's a s- Sunday. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sunday. Um, I noticed that this was also one of the books in the, in the Navy Yard book club. The mm-hmm. summer book club. Yes. What? Tell me about the book club. I want to be in a running book club. Well, you can sign up for it online uh, at Run Pacers Book Backslash Book Club, and there's three authors that are be that will be at the Navy Yard one June twelfth, and that is going to be Tom Foreman, and his book is My Year of Running Dangerously. Uh, he is a CNN correspondent, uh, and he's reported on, you know. Heart of the war zones, riots, national disasters. But what he says is the most uh, terrifying moment that he had in his life did not occur on the job. It was when his 18-year-old daughter asked, how would you feel about running a marathon with me? And so it's his uh, journey and training for the marathon, uh, a really interesting book by Tom Foreman. Also, former guest Chris Lear will be participating in the Summer Runner Book Club Sunday, August 14th, he, of course, wrote uh, Running with the Buffaloes, and he'll be talking about that book. And that book was, of course, voted one of the top five books on running all time by Runner's World. So so my question still stands. Can you tell me about the book club? Well, the, the authors are going to come. <laughs> the authors are going to come How's the book town. club work? They're going to come in town. They're going to talk about the book. They're going to sign autographs. Uh, they're going to tell you about the book, and they're going to read uh, segments of the book to you and hopefully you will have read the book by the time you get there mm-hmm. so you can participate in the discussion and know what everybody's talking about that's the idea so the so the book club meeting is going to include the author yes that's impressive yeah so i don't know i've never been part of a book club this is what i was told how the book club goes <laughs> joanna what? help us out here i thought a book club is like every week you're supposed to read a certain amount of the book and then every week you 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 get together and you eat baked goods and and drink some I sort of uh, beverage no. and uh talk about the book yeah and i think that's part of it uh, mm-hmm. we've got uh mighty meals as the book club one of the book club partners so they'll be on hand supplying some food so they'll be eating some food mm-hmm. run washington maybe charlie can bring us some drinks and nike <laughs> nike's got some uh nike's a partner as well and they got some swag they can they can hand out so yeah, I think that's about right. Mm-hmm. But I would read the whole book before you get to... Uh... I've read only one of those three books. Okay. Well... Uh, Do you guys sell all three of those books in the store? We, we will. Yes, absolutely we will. So you can find those at at a Pacers location near you. All right, finally, I tease this from the beginning. A 100-year-old woman set a new world record in the 100-meter dash a couple week, weeks ago at the Penn Relays, Ida Keeling is putting us all to shame. She ran the 100-yard dash in 1 minute and 17 seconds, and that set the world record for that age group. What's the age group? 
Over a hundred? Over a hundred. Hundred plus. Hundred plus age group. Dude, when I get to be a hundred plus, <laughs> I am gonna clean up in all sorts of records. I mean I don't know, man. It's a minute, long game right one there. One minute and seventeen seconds. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Uh, she'll What's be, her mile time? <laughs> she'll, she'll be 101 May 15th. So she's almost 101. What? Oh, she'll be 101. And then she goes into a new age group. Yeah, a new age group. <laughs> <laughs> Set some new records. But very impressive. Uh, Ida Keeling. I know you're, uh, you're not making fun of the story because uh, that's pretty impressive. Dude, I saw this at Penn Relays mm-hmm. back in the day. I, I don't. I, I don't know how you would describe the race without me being offensive, right? <laughs> but whatever race she was running in. So it was it was awesome. It was like one of the coolest things I've ever seen yeah, uh, on the track. So, of course, I'm not making fun of it. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, props um, props to her. She began running at 67 years old. Still hope for uh, those folks out there who haven't started running even into their 60s. And you could get a world record. You could still get a world record. <laughs> you could, you could get a world record in something that you don't even pick up till you're 67. And, of course, you can tweet the show at Pace the Nation and help us get the word out. It was one of our New Year's resolutions for the show to grow our audience. Right. And I think we need our audience to help us grow. you got to help us out. Because we're, we're too lazy to do it ourselves. How, yeah, how about I do this? Mm-hmm. If you introduce the show to five new people, documented mm-hmm. five people, I will mm-hmm. give you one of one of the new Pace the Nation shirts that we'll have in hand in two weeks. Get five new people introduced and have them download the show. If you can prove that to me on Twitter, tweet us at Pace the Nation, you will get a Pace the Nation official T-shirt, either the no asterisks needed or the Pace the Nation uh, logoed shirt that's coming out in two weeks. Also, want to remind everybody that the Great North American Nautical Beer Mile registration will be open sometime in May, so coming very soon. Uh, stay tuned for that. We will update you next week with a specific time, but I can tell you, we're just at least uh, it, at very most two weeks away from sign up. Uh, we, of course, are the official media partners, and. There will be a spot, Docs, to uh, sign up for the race and let people know how you found out about the race. So mm-hmm. give us some credit. Let us let them know that you found out through the uh, Pace the Nation podcast. Oh, yeah. I think, I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and we'll, 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 we're working on a specific Pace the Nation heat or podcast heat as well because uh, I think there's going to be about 18 heats. Uh, we'll be broadcasting. I know Docs is running. I'm running. Joanna, we're still trying to twist her arm. Not running. Oh, I don't. Ag- I don't believe I agreed to run. Oh, I think um, you're running. I actually have been practicing. I took yeah. uh, Lewis Kent's uh, advice and tried the non-alcoholic beer, mm-hmm. and then did a quarter mile, you know, fairly fast around my block. Yeah. What What were you doing? Well, the quarter mile. What What was the quarter mile? I was able to do the quarter mile in two minutes. After uh, chugging the non-alcoholic beer. This was after a run. Finished the run, had a glass of water, chugged a non-alcoholic beer. You know, Julie's drinking the non-alcoholic stuff these days. And chugged one of those. Sounds like she's not drinking them all. (laughs) (laughs) You're stealing drinks from your pregnant wife. Good job. Ran that quarter (laughs) quarter mile in two minutes. So... So I've talked to some of my friends, asking them to run in the race and, and trying to trying to get everybody together to, to, to run. All of them are faster at a mile than me, and all of them can drink four beers faster than me. Right. I, I don't see why I should do this event. I do want you to do it, though, because we want to we see how... Um, I don't even think I could drink four beers in a night. 
We want to see how you would do. Come on, Docs. Get out there. I know the podcast fans want to see how you would do. Tweet Docs. That's at William E. Docs. Urge him to run the beer mile. Come on. Give him some encouragement. We want to see him out there, see how he does. All right, good show, guys. Of course, later in the week, look forward to Joanna's Tweets of the Week segment. You can always hear that midweek, later in the week, whenever Docs can get to it. But that's always uh, typically Wednesday. It's always an exciting, except for last week's segment, which last week was not my favorite. But, hey, just close the show. That's your job. All right, that's Wavy Docs. And for Joanna E. Russo, I'm Chris Farley. This has been Pace the Nation. See you next week.